Hello and welcome back to Lead with Compassion with me, Nico McCall, your host. This is episode three, the excuses we tell ourselves. So if I look back at my childhood or, you know, even adulthood a lot of times, I can come up with a lot of excuses not to do things. I am a number one procrastinator. It has always been my downfall, I think. Uh, my parents love to tell the story about how when I was in high school, I had an art project and I waited until the day before it was due to even begin. And I worked on that project for 10 hours straight in order to get it turned in the next day. And that ends up being uh, one of my best excuses is that I work best under pressure. And while it may be true that I do work best under pressure, actually, I, I don't know that it's true that I work best under pressure. I know I work well under pressure, but I don't even give myself the opportunity to see how much better my work could be if I didn't procrastinate. So these excuses that I would say all of us come up with at some point or another in our lives, um, I learned as an adult that they are called limiting beliefs, which is a much better descriptor, I think, than excuses. I feel like if I'm talking about an excuse. I'm just looking for a reason to get out of something. When I think of a limiting belief, that is something that oftentimes was learned as a child. And you take those comments, lessons, observations with you into adulthood and they get ingrained. And it's it's not as easy as just saying, oh yeah, I was making this excuse. Okay, I'm going to stop making this excuse now. I mean, this limiting belief, most of my limiting beliefs are part of me. I mean, they are deep in there and it takes a lot of practice just to work through one of them, let alone all of them that I have. So let's get into some of these limiting beliefs. And as I'm going through mine, feel free to go through yours, jot them down, you know, just put them on paper, get them outside of you. For me, I find that that is a very good way to lessen the power that I have given something is to get it outside of me. So I know that I'm not good at journaling, or it's definitely not my go-to, um, but writing things down to get it outside of myself um, is something that I do quite often. So what are my limiting beliefs? Well, if we're talking about transitioning, I came up with quite a few. Um, and a lot of mine ended up sounding a lot like excuses for not transitioning. And that is how I used them. I was using them as excuses to not transition. 
So I would come up with things in my life that I really loved and use the possibility of losing those things as excuses to not transition. So for instance, if I was taller, then I would transition. I mean, I I'm, wasn't a tall female, so I am definitely not a tall male. Or if I wouldn't lose my hair. I had very curly hair, thick curly hair that I loved. And I also knew that through the wonders that are male pattern baldness, that it was very likely that I would lose all of those curls and go bald. Or I told myself that I didn't want to lose my singing voice because I love singing. Singing for me is the easiest way for me to access emotion. If I'm like in some type of mood or I need to get into some type of mood, singing does that for me. And I didn't want to lose my singing voice. And I used the excuse of my family disowning me. Did I know that that would happen? Absolutely not. I mean, we had already been through me um, coming out with my sexual orientation, right? Coming out as a lesbian back in the day. And I didn't lose my family then. So, So what made me take this excuse of my family would disown me, this limiting belief that my family would disown me, and use that to not transition, or that my family would be embarrassed by me, or I would be an embarrassment to my family? Did I have any evidence that that would be true? No, I didn't. But I definitely used that as a reason not to transition. I think when I look at the limiting beliefs around transitioning, they have a different weight but also not as deeply ingrained for the simple reason that there were things that pained me more than my limiting beliefs. So for me, living authentically, improving myself, who I am as a person is very important to me. When I'm not in a depressive state, I'm really looking at my life and my ways of being and my ideas about things and trying to challenge them to become a better person. And so these beliefs I had around transitioning, the limiting beliefs were themselves limited because I had more powerful urges that pushed me past those limiting beliefs. When I think about acting, that's a whole different beast. So a lot of my ideas around me becoming an actor were given given to me as a child. So I was told that that is very cute that you want to be an actor. Now, what are you really going to do when you grow up? Like, you're not going to be able to pay your bills. It is not realistic. It is selfish if you choose to pursue acting because how are you going to support a family? How are you going to support yourself? And also, 
my parents are baby boomers. I mean, their parents lived through the Great Depression and instilled a lot of those beliefs in them. So the fact that I was wanting to go outside of get a decent job, make a decent living, and live your life was just unfathomable and extremely selfish from their point of view. You know, and, and that resulted in them telling me that I needed to grow up and be an adult when I became an adult. I mean, I was hearing this as a child. So, so I took all of that with me. And as I go through middle school, get into high school, go into college, like there are things that I love. Like I, I would have been very happy being a zoologist, I think, which is what I originally entered college for. But while I could have been happy doing that, it wasn't, it wasn't what I wanted to do. It wasn't the dream that I wanted to pursue. So now having gone through coming out as a lesbian having transitioned to male and working through all of those limiting beliefs, I found myself in a place where I was no longer okay not pursuing my dream. Because what if I never did? What if I just went through life doing the motions and I didn't pursue this dream? Like, I have to pursue this dream. If I fail at it, fine. But you know what? I can put in the work and I can do what needs to be done to make some kind of a success out of it. It doesn't mean that I have to be an A-list actor, right? I mean, that might be nice and maybe I can get there, but that's not, that's not the dream I'm pursuing. It's not like being a celebrity, right? It's being an actor and telling those stories that I want to tell through being an actor. But to get there, I have to go through all of these limiting beliefs that that I have. And I think some of the biggest ones that came from those original beliefs. So when I when I do something, when I set my mind on something, whether it's conscious or unconscious, I really do it right. So what I did and what others may do, but you know, I'm not a life coach. I don't know if this is normal. Um, but what I did was I took those limiting beliefs that were handed to me as a child around acting and I just built on those. So now I am not talented enough. I'm too old. I'm not tall enough. I don't have the right body shape. I don't have the right training. I don't have enough credits, right? So I just take all of those limiting beliefs I was handed as a child and just build upon those. And it's really these these beliefs that I've added as an adult that really kind of stick with me. And that is really what gets at the self-esteem, right? Because I'm just constantly telling myself with all of these added limiting beliefs that I've made up myself that I'm not good enough, that I myself as I am, am not good enough. 
And really, what kind of crap is that? Like, who's who came up with that other than me? And I, for sure, am not a leading expert in what it means to be good enough to be an actor. Like, I'm just starting out being an actor. So who am I to say that I don't have what it takes when I'm not an expert in that? But here I am saying that I'm not enough, I don't have what it takes. So really the whole point of this episode is what do you do with that? Like, okay, now I recognize that I'm not a leading expert in what it takes to be an actor because I'm just starting out as an actor. So we, we have established that I don't have that expertise. Okay, great. So what does that mean for all of my limiting beliefs? Well, it means that they don't hold any weight. So, so if they don't hold weight, but I'm letting them stop me, then I'm stopping me? So how do we work through these limiting beliefs? So let's take, I'm not tall enough, right? And we can ask the question, is that true 100% of the time? And I could say, well, no, I'm five foot four. And according to Wikipedia, there are several other actors who are around my height. There are definitely male actors who are shorter than me and very successful actors. So if they can be a successful actor and they are around my height and in some cases even shorter, then why can't I be a successful actor at the height that I am? Okay, great. I guess then my height isn't an issue for me being a successful actor. And that works for like five minutes. <laughs> so what I get to do then is the whole process over and over again. So basically what I've done is, first of all, sought out career coaches, right? There are some very good ones out there, acting coaches, life coaches, if you can afford it, I recommend it. Um, at the very least, do some Google searches around limiting beliefs because there are all kinds of processes to help you break down those beliefs and to really see that they, they hold no weight. There's no, there's no truth in these limiting beliefs. I mean, really, they, they're just beliefs. So, in essence, what we need to do is change those beliefs. But, you know, human beings, psychology, there's a whole, like, basically we have to trick ourselves into not believing these beliefs anymore. Or we have to trick ourselves into believing different things until we can permanently get rid of these limiting beliefs. And, I mean, you gotta start somewhere, right? So, so for me, the hardest part was recognizing when I was having a limiting belief. So I would, I was so good at telling myself all of these reasons why I couldn't do something or I shouldn't do something or I wouldn't be able to do something that I didn't even recognize that they were limiting beliefs. So the biggest thing for me was just recognizing them and just being able to say, oh, no, you're a limiting belief and that's it, right? Then after that, 
you can say, okay, limiting belief. Yeah, thank you for your opinion. I'm, I'm not going to agree with that today. And then you have to choose it in the next five minutes, in the next five minutes, in the next five minutes, not to believe that limiting belief, not to listen to that limiting belief. I mean, e- even now, I am going through this episode on excuses that we tell ourselves and limiting beliefs and what my mind is telling me right now is nobody's going to want to hear this. You're not an expert in this. Why are you talking about this? Why are you putting this out there? And thank you, limiting beliefs, for your concerns. I'm going to choose to do it anyway. And And just keep going with it. And is that going to stop them from trying to penetrate my brain and have me stop recording to not post this podcast? Absolutely not. Those thoughts are going to continue in my brain and it is up to me to choose not to engage them. So let's talk about compassion. Compassion with self. What I could have done just those few minutes ago when I'm rambling on and I hear myself rambling on and those thoughts start creeping in of what are you doing? Why are you doing this? No one is going to care what you have to say. You're not going to help anyone. In fact, you could be hurting someone because you are not an expert in this field. What I could have done was beat myself up over those thoughts and then just gotten really down on myself and hit stop and thrown the whole podcast away and go back to my day job where I'm not particularly happy and I know I don't want to do for the rest of my life, but just do it anyway. But instead, I'm choosing to have compassion. And I think that the choice to have compassion with myself is the one reason why I am still pursuing acting and putting out this podcast and really making an effort to build a life that I am happy with. And it's because of compassion. Because in having compassion for myself through all of these processes, I'm not leaving any room for self-judgment. So when I come up with a limiting belief or I recognize that I'm having these thoughts in my head because now I can recognize, right, when I'm having a limiting belief, I don't get down on myself. I don't judge myself. Oh, that same limiting belief is there. I thought we worked through this. Why is the same thing still coming up? It, it just is. It's not good and it's not bad. It just is. This same limiting belief keeps coming up, which means I get to continue to break it down and not let it stop me or define me or keep me stuck in life. And I can do that by having compassion for myself and just, you know what? This is where you're at. It's not good and it's not bad. It's just where you're at and that's okay. And now what are we going to do to move forward? So when I mentioned that the pain of needing to live authentically outweighed the limiting beliefs that I was coming up with as reasons to not transition, I can look back at that and see how important it was 
for me to live authentically. And like, it was so important that I live authentically to me that I was willing to lose my curly hair. I was willing to not be able to sing ever again. I was willing to be a five foot four man. And I was willing to lose friends and family. I was willing to lose a job. So it was so important that I live authentically that these limiting beliefs just, you know, they didn't have enough power to stop me. And if I have compassion for myself and I want to live a a life full of compassion for others and for myself, at least for me, that automatically lessens the power that these limiting beliefs have over me. So if I can get past a lot of these limiting beliefs, then instead of holding myself back because of this or that or whatever, I can be in my daily life saying, I finally feel like my true self. I finally love myself. I am successful. I get to live out my dream. I get to meet other amazing people who are going through the same thing that I'm going through. And I get to show my son that he can make his dreams come true. Like, how amazing is that? And sometimes when I put it into perspective like that, it just seems so silly that I would choose to tell myself all of these things that prevent all of those good things I just mentioned. If only it were that easy. But it's not. And at the same time, I can, I can keep trying to put it in that perspective. The thing about this is we get to try all of these different ways to put a stop to these limiting beliefs. We get to come up with new empowering beliefs, right? If I, if I wake up in the morning and I tell myself I am successful, I am so lucky that I get to live out my dream. That is so much more empowering than you're not talented enough to be an actor. You're not ever going to get the jobs that you want. You're not going to be successful because of this and whatever. Those limiting beliefs definitely don't put me in a mind frame of wanting to be successful or even feeling like that's an option for me. When I wake up in the morning and I tell myself that I'm getting to live my true self, I'm being authentic, today I'm going to make choices that make me better than yesterday, I'm going to go through everything it takes to make my dreams a reality so that my son can see that it's possible for him to make his dreams a reality, I just automatically feel more empowered. And when those endorphins get going in me and I'm feeling more empowered, it just sets me up for even more success. So while it is difficult to figure out what these limiting beliefs are and how they're holding me back and how I can replace them, it's so worth it. What if I didn't have to come up with all of these excuses? What if I just woke up and I made things happen? Well, sometimes when you put it out there in a podcast, it sounds so easy to complete 
when in reality it is a lot of practice on a daily basis to be able to get past a lot of these limiting beliefs and I mean, I can sit here and I can say, wow, it's just so great. You just got to do this and you just got to do this and you just got to do this. I, I am very new to this process. I am still figuring it out. And I have people in my life who have been doing it a lot longer than me who I go to for help. You have to have the support systems to help you through because at least for me, I have had way more difficult days than I have had successful days in this getting past my limiting beliefs process. And sometimes it's it's really challenging. And and it depends on where you are. And on our next episode, episode four, it's a Tuesday, so it's Transition Tuesday, and it's a continuation from episode two where I was talking about euphoria. And it's the opposite side of that. It's it's depression. And if it's hard to break down limiting beliefs and replace them with empowering beliefs when you're going through your day and you're already pursuing your dream, sometimes it feels unimaginable when you're depressed. So go out there, learn more about limiting beliefs, find yourself a community that will help you overcome your limiting beliefs and replace them with empowering beliefs. Again, reach out to me, You can connect with us on our website, leadwithcompassionpodcast.com, or send an email to leadwithcompassionpodcast at gmail.com. Look forward to hearing from you, and I will see you on the next Transition Tuesday.